Hello and welcome to the Winning Edge Talks podcast. I am Vishwanath, your host. I am a mental conditioning coach and counselor. I have authored the book Success Mantra in Sports. Today, I have with me Archana Venkatraman, an international tennis player from India. She was the world-ranked tennis player for eight long years. She was a gold medalist at the SAF Games. She was the former India number one women's player. She represented India at the World Championships, being the India number one in soft tennis. She's the first female tutor in India to assist in the Coach to Coaches program. She was sponsored by the International Tennis Foundation to participate in tournaments all over the world. She is the head coach of her very own Archana Tennis Academy in Bangalore. I am really fortunate to have her on the show today. Let's welcome Archana Venkatraman and listen to her share her vast experience in women's tennis. Welcome to the Winning Edge Talk Show, Archana Venkatraman. How are you? Good afternoon. Really good here. I compliment you for all your achievements in your career. Thank you. Archana, please tell us briefly about your journey in tennis. Back then, women in sports in India was not very common. How was it for you? Did you receive enough support from your family? How was the encouragement coming? So, uh, I think uh, I'm a, a lucky one here and I had a lot of support from my family. So, uh, whatever uh, I could do uh, in tennis was totally because of my parents supporting me. I think they were totally into it and they provided all that was needed for me at that particular point. So, I started tennis um, when I was six. Uh, my first uh, interaction with tennis court was when I was four. So, I used to go to the Shivaji Park uh, grounds in Mumbai and my sister used to play there and the coach used to give me a chocolate every day. So, I think uh, though I never used to play, it started very positively because I used to see that chocolate. I can still uh, relate and you know uh, to all positive uh, things with my tennis. And when we came down to Bangalore, we moved to Bangalore. My sister used to fall ill often. So, she's also a former India number one. And the doctor suggested that she be put in a sport. So she was put in Kantirwa where she started with tennis and I had started with skating. And uh, gradually by the time I was six, six and a half, obviously the elder one is playing tennis and the younger one gets into it. So that's how I started my tennis. Uh, very nice to know that uh, you have very good uh, uh, supporting family and that helped you to uh, do whatever you did in your t- tennis career. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a tennis player travels all the time and lives out of suitcases. Being a woman yourself, how difficult was it for you uh, to do manage all this? Okay, so I think it all again boils down to your support system and family. So uh, my family has totally uh, taken care of that. We were never put in a spot where we are emotionally challenged or, you know, we were never let to. The security part was taken care of so well. So my mom used to always travel with me all over. I think my parents have sacrificed so much uh, for me and my sister and we cannot thank them enough for it. So they used to, they used to, it was like a rock, you know, the support system. So like, 
like uh, wherever we go we didn't have the best uh, means of transport we weren't economically really well off but mom was always there so it's like a family unit and she took care of everything so you know security wise there was no problem and i think uh, i enjoy travel I, i really look forward to travel so i think uh, i enjoyed the whole process of uh, of playing and traveling all around and since security is taken care of i think um, it it is really good it was really fun playing around yeah so nice you know uh my son is a table tennis player himself he stopped playing now okay. i supported him for 10 long years and uh, i remember how much uh, you know uh, back end work we used to do and uh, there is so much uh, that the parents do for the kids to travel and support them to uh, do well in their careers i still remember the, all the effort that we used to put so that's really interesting that you got enough support that helped you to manage whatever you did so okay now if if you were to go back to your career what changes would you have liked to make with regard to your training diet personal coaching and your support system comprising nutrition mind training etc would would some changes have helped you to make it much bigger Uh, I think of course I think the you, you cannot compare this generation and our generation so uh, everything I think every aspect which you've mentioned there uh, is so professional these days so uh, looking back if you look at whether it's mental training or whether you look at the physical training aspect or just on court aspects and the nutrition I think everything was done uh, by my parents in what best they could possibly do at that situation you know mm-hmm. it was good for the situation but everything has changed I think the whole thing has to be rewarmed if I have to really do well I mean going back of course I want to uh, revamp uh, of course we can't go back but if things had been done different of course performance would have been really different because professionalism has come in now in every field and it makes a lot of difference um, you know Uh, taking help from all these professionals make a lot of difference so i can see with my own son yeah. so uh, the training is different and uh, everything has changed i mean uh, one simple example i could give you is perhaps suppose we needed to travel to uh, gauhati uh, for a mm. tournament or or dibrugar or dulihajan where some nationals mm. would be held we will take like uh, four four days to reach proper four days of travel to reach and on the way eating uh, curd rice and you know um, if you see if you if you if you just think about it now if my son needs to play a tournament even if it's 40000 i would spend that 40000 so he doesn't miss the one day of school so i mean everything is different nutrition was not uh, a big uh, you know a big thing as it is these days so everything yes i could have perhaps changed all aspects of my game yeah okay uh, you mean to say seeking professional help that is so much available these days uh, goes a long way in your career very much very much i think in all the fields all the fields so yes very true yes whether it's mental or physical are very lucky because see if you want to make it to the top right you need you need the best facilities so right from fitness to mental training i mean uh, think about this in our days where would there be a talk of mental training i mean just the person who was smarter and who could handle things themselves you know uh, could manage it these days like there's so much help around there so yes i mean definitely professional help uh, helps a lot if you have the economics for it that's the whole point now because everybody cannot afford also but definitely professional help helps a lot we normally works out this way uh, as you go along you learn a lot of things you know uh, what your body needs what your mind needs where you're lacking and you learn from experience from trials and tribulations what you need to change and all that but but really speaking 
it takes really good amount of time before you come into a groove and start performing now uh, nothing is left to a chance right from the beginning everything is available so you don't lose out too much time in getting into that uh, right uh, frame of mind or uh, right kind of uh, physical conditioning and skill training you know so you really get into that what is required uh, to grow in your profession Yes I think so true I mean what you said is so true because now there is help out there and it takes a lot of time if you're going to learn everything on your own and do it sure. so what you say absolutely true Okay thank you uh, what was the high point of your career can you recall some golden moments Yeah, I mean, I see every match. I think for a sports person is really special, but uh, perhaps I could pick up a few. Is uh, being a national champion in 1995. I think I do remember that tournament uh, very clearly because I'd beaten a lot of uh, uh, a lot of good players uh, who were much better than me at that point. This was held in Delhi, and uh, it was a tough tournament. It's one of the best tournaments in the country, and uh, I had beaten them back to back a lot of good matches. I think that's one one thing I remember was the nationals of 95. and then i do remember my first uh, professional tournament which i played was in 98 with a girl called ligan kelly and she was 400 and something 70 or something and uh, she was a top 500 player and i wasn't even ranked and uh, beating that girl you know by just the sheer will and the tenaciousness and you know just realizing that i will not have the opportunities which she's going to get and i ended up uh, getting bonus points and uh, you know it was it was a different feeling that match itself is uh, so clear in my memory yeah. uh, still of course uh, getting a gold medal for india in uh, the 95 uh, south games is a very special moment too uh, and uh, i think uh, national games uh, when we played in 2003 we beat maharashtra in the semis and we had a lot of good matches we bought beat a lot of good players i was a silver medalist in the team event and uh, um, i think silver in the team and bronze in the individuals with a lot of tough matches being played so we had played against sania in the final in hyderabad and uh, they had actually got some other player uh, into their from some other state they imported a player and we gave them a really tough fight so i mean that's one of a really um, i think a special moment yeah yeah uh, can you recall who were the other good uh, women players around when you were Uh, there at that time right so nirupama vaidyanathan i think uh, has done really well she was the first uh, indian to cross rounds in uh, in grand slams mm. then you have rushmi chakravarti very long career she had then you had uh, saija lakshmi mm. then you have a uh, little later on your isha lakhani mega vakari and of course sania mirza i mean yeah this this there were quite a few of them so yeah there quite a few of them yeah nice yeah. okay uh, india has traditionally done well in the singles in tennis at the international level in singles players uh, like uh, the krishnan taramanathan and ramesh krishnan uh, vijayan mitraj have all managed to reach the quarter finals of the wimbledon leander pere pace sanya mirza owen gopana all done well in doubles what have you got to say to this okay so uh so also we need to note the fact that leander and sania have done exceptionally well in singles also so leander has been in olympic games uh, medalist right bronze medalist so obviously his game was really good and even sania has been playing really well so uh, what i would like to say is i think definitely uh, indians can do it in singles too but there is uh, there is a problem uh, in, in our system in the sense uh, what happens in the right time when 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 people abroad are practicing in sports schools or really playing much more that 
that's the time we are really studying you know our focus is going completely into study so i mean when you're putting so much of time on 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 something else you're not growing at that stage so the basic thing is the physique so what happens is they're much faster and fitter than us and why that is happening is it's a day in and day out process it's not about you know you decide hey i'm going to train for a tournament 3 months before a tournament it's not like that a grand slam champion who's there has reached there because of years of effort so we we don't have a proper uh, thorough system i would say somewhere in between we have wonderful juniors if you see our under 10 under 12 they're playing so good parents are so enthusiastic by the time they're 14 15 you know that they they leaving and i mean because we don't have kind of support or uh, club level tournaments or anything to sustain them uh, i mean uh, that's the reason we lose out instead of them uh, we go to school for 8 hours you know uh, or 7 hours instead of putting uh, effort of like at least 7 or 8 hours in the sports so you're not building your body enough and if you're not fit enough then I think uh, there's no way you stand a chance in singles. So I do believe that we're really brainy. I mean, Indians are really brainy. But now that the game is so powerful, it's all about the strength. I personally believe that uh, becoming strong is so important. So good food and the right kind of training is really, really important. So yeah, I think it's a system which uh, you can say. But Indians can be great, great singles players. That's really my opinion. Okay. Uh, recently talking to another... sportsman and a coach himself now he was saying that the indians lack the physique uh, needed for tennis uh, especially the singles though i personally want this statement to be proved wrong and this mind block to be removed past record makes people to jump to these conclusions uh, then uh, you were talking about certain changes to be made in the system and uh, abroad they train young and continue to play as you mentioned in our country there's an emphasis on education also so also there needs to be changes in the approach where uh, if affluent uh, parents or uh, uh, the system that supports the children into focusing turning professions at very early in their age so that they right. they, they focus totally on tennis and there are so many schools you know that combine education and uh, game where you can focus on both and another thing is a lot of uh, children these days in uh, india too especially come across a lot of tennis players doing home schooling uh, so all these are these uh, things are changing but uh, why is it traditionally it has become been this way that we not done done well in singles you have to answer that question but uh, see it is coming from people's uh, opinions and all these things yeah it's the physique right it's totally the physique so as i said if you're going to work a lot on fitness day in and day out and uh, you know it changes a lot of things you know you can make your child work really hard to a point but then if you they have to do both you know and then you also talked about these sports schools right now how many of us would be willing to actually take the risk and take them there there are a couple of sports sports schools who even call me like if i'll be interested to work or if i'll be interested to put my son in but you know they're all so far off as a, as a traditional parent so what perhaps is a change we're looking at is in these traditional schools now now given that you know coronavirus has come and we're all at home so i think this is the right time uh, for for schools to also look into give online options to these kind of uh, kids because most schools are going to start online uh, you know schooling and make a little better system even in school or uh, you know a little more of sports you know uh, of course it's difficult to have an expert uh, tennis tutor for uh, for each school but definitely a good trainer in a school matters uh, makes a uh, makes a lot of difference you know if children are given more exposure for pt in 
school you know and then you know the whole system uh, changes so basically if you can integrate regular schooling with regular you know uh, sport whether they're doing like 4 hours of schooling and 4 or 5 hours of sport you know it, it, many more people will take to it so uh, given uh, given many parents even i myself would perhaps not homeschool my child because schooling gives a lot of things to kids other than education so you know it gives you that social setup it gives you the network circle and uh, the child grows very differently when they go to a full time school so obviously i wouldn't want my child uh, to go to a home school and not develop in an all round way so perhaps you know um, if if schools if regular schools can open out and you know start working on changing the system it's just a little bit it's it's not it's just a little bit of planning where you give these kind of kids online schooling facilities so they can play tournaments continuously i mean it's it's a bit of work but i'm sure uh, down the line all these things will surely come in uh, you were mentioning that uh, indians are very brainy uh, can we approach a different style of play you know uh, i've seen uh, even in table tennis they are attacking players and the defensive players and some are some are semi attack and defense both some are very patient players who wait for the ball right ball to punish uh, this kind of thing can we use to become more can use our brains and change our style of play so that we can even trouble the most uh, uh, faster and well built uh, um, tennis players from abroad too so um the thing is nowadays game is becoming really really fast so if you don't have the physical strength your brain doesn't even matter over there so that's the whole point because see the game the way it is played so if you see early generation like you know um, ramesh krishnan what a crafty game i mean just watching you know there's so much of brain into it it's not about just the force but then if you think about this these days you know if you really don't have a strong serve you don't start the point well if you're not physically strong there's no point in even aiming to be a sports person like a tennis player this is really my opinion see initially whatever the brain you know if you just can't serve at that pace or you cannot uh, you know take the shots which are going at that pace because you're not strong enough i don't think uh, you know nowadays it's a fast game so unless you're physically strong brains really wouldn't uh, take you uh, uh, too far you know maybe in your level you will win like you know in your range you may win one level higher than you but to get to the top i think you need everything so, and physical fitness is uh, very important without fitness there's nothing you can do to go ahead so uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, roger federer is also a brainy player and at 38 he has got still got such a wonderful serve so fast and so accurate i've seen him come out of crunch situations you know when he's uh, uh, advantage down and when he's um, yeah, when it matters he always wins those points with aces talking about powerful serves even at 38 he can still do it true sure okay wait i think just the way they they they're just taking roger federer and you know nadal and all these people are just taking uh tennis to a new level and uh, you know uh, their bodies to a new level so it's really amazing um, to have people like them to look up yeah. to uh, andrea gassis in his book open says it's a lonely life for a tennis player out there there is no one out there to talk to even your coach so they indulge in a lot of uh, talking to the self Uh, in tennis, you are not allowed uh, to talk to you, even to your coach. Even Serena Williams was fined for seeking help from a coach in the middle of a game. Uh, it's a very lonely life out there, especially for a singles player. What do you got to say about that? I think absolutely. I think sports people's uh, life is actually very lonely. It's not. as glamorous as uh, things uh, are shown out to be so uh, most of people who follow like you know the really good players are like okay you know they have such a great life 
it, it it's it's that's that's the media moment you know they're usually always alone training you know and you have to constantly talk to yourself to get that level of motivation for day in day out to get up and do the same stuff so uh, to be honest yes i think most sp- uh, sports people uh, get used to being a little more aloof and lonely and um, yeah i think um, it's uh, and the better you handle yourself uh on you know on the court and off it and the way you can handle yourself determines a huge um, it determines a large part of your sporting success and also determines in life where you go because of course you're going to face challenges uh, everywhere when you go and i think sport uh, can play a big role to help you deal with all the challenges that you would um, uh, face in life it is definitely a lonely life so if you if you say for example as a, as a sports person you know uh, i need to get up and i need to you know on time and then i cannot sleep late if I have to get up on time and i need to eat specific kinds of food and i do remember while playing tournaments i used to be so specific of what i eat the quantity i eat you know um exactly the routines were totally followed everything was like so uh, yeah, you know everything was planned out the rackets were kept in place and you know an outsider wouldn't perhaps even understand They're like why why the hell do you need to like why can't you stay up you know um you know there've been people who even asked me like is, is this arrogance like you you don't have the 5 minutes extra time i'm like no unless you're really selfish with your time when you being a sports person i think it's very difficult uh, uh, to achieve and it is a very lonely life yes so sacrifice yeah. yes totally totally and you should enjoy the loneliness it's not only it's a lonely life um it's it's not something everybody can do you know it's it's not an easy thing uh, to do Uh, to say that hey you know I, i'm going to do this day in and out remember it's not one day uh, imagine a sports person they get up and then they do the exercise and if they're not doing it outside if it's raining then they they still exercise at home you know i still used to do my crunches or whatever i can do and it's lonely and you need to know your body so well you need to understand yourself so well so that you don't enjoy yourself See, those days we didn't have this kind of coaching and facilities so you need to know yourself so well that you're mentally also you're still okay and you're physically okay to keep going on and on yeah so yeah it's a very lonely life yes thank you uh, self talk is uh, one of the most important tools in sports psychology uh, did you indulge in a lot of self talk yourself urging yourself to focus fight back keeping calm and many other things absolutely i mean absolutely i think every sports person who has played at uh, who played tournaments at some particular level will surely you know agree on this because uh, when you're playing in a game like tennis you're you're there all by yourself and uh, it's a self talk which is happening on court of course when you you know you're you're down and then you're like okay you know you need to keep going on you need to focus you need to you know you keep thinking one is a tactical part and one is just to keep yourself mentally alert and in the game and keep yourself positive the whole idea of self talk is for giving yourself that positivity and that energy that's when you can actually compete so even if you're down you keep telling yourself that you know uh, it, it's okay you know just keep trying just don't give up you know anything can happen you need to believe that if you say anything can happen so i have won from match point down you know uh, many times and then um, with really bad uh, i'll be like five five uh, love or 40 love down or something and i've come back and these kind of situations unless you really believe yourself and you're talking to yourself and you should be in a different frame of mind I think uh, it's very uh, uh, difficult so self talk is something which happens um, all the time and I think with sports people even after um, 
you know even after your uh, sport is over we guys play a lot of things in our mind so i keep seeing there's a lot of things happening in my mind always so i'm not like a normal person i watch tv it's just not the tv there'll be a lot of things happening okay you know this is this you mentally always planning and always doing something so self talk i think is a very important uh, point and it can make or break a person's career so uh, it's so, not always about being vocal even internally also the internal dialogue and all of the negative thoughts are coming you keep changing them to positive that is also a self talk absolutely you're talking about that absolutely. inner mind you know the negative inner mind absolutely Absolutely. I mean, that's the self talk I'm talking about because I never used. To, I was a very calm player. You could never see anything out of my face. So uh, it was always happening inside. There's always a dialogue happening inside, and it happens every day. I mean, it just after being a sports person, yeah. it just goes on, you know. And then it's also about how the picture you construct. Yeah. So self talk can make you construct a very positive picture when everything is negative. Yeah. So or a, you know, very negative picture when when everything is positive. Mm-hmm. So you make it or break it by what you think mm-hmm. on uh, in your mind. So I think uh, paying attention. to it uh, really helps mm. okay yeah. you always need to back yourself up and we always say no be your own cheer cheerleader okay so of course, of course. Yeah. okay Uh, of course. Great. Of course. I think not only this is not only with sport. I think given the situation nowadays in life, it's really tough for everybody. And I think everybody must have this, um, you know, uh, thing to keep. You should be your best friend. You know, your best buddy. Exactly. There's no one who's going to watch your back. You have to be your best buddy and keep telling yourself, uh, you know, anybody. I mean, say, see, see, for example, like uh, being like uh, being a sports person to, to managing in the house. It's not very interesting to sit and sweep every day or clean or pick up toys. It's not. But you need to keep telling yourself and making. mental pictures that you know okay this is it you know this is a good job to do and you keep keep finding something for yourself and uh, talk positive about yourself to stay motivated that's the whole point right okay uh, when you begin your game it's always uh, start playing for fun and as you keep climbing the ladder you start and start performing start winning tournaments and you know you have your own uh, goals and dreams to achieve then you set your own goals the short term goals the mid term goals the long term goals and all this leads to expectations expectations right. puts a lot of pressure on you besides when you even you're playing for your country or your state the expect the pressure is even more you need to perform you, you don't want to disappoint anybody how did you handle pressure and expectation during your career So um see uh, this is a very valid point so expectation changes the result a lot so i can tell you from my own uh, personal experience so uh, one thing which has always helped as far as um, you know with me i would always say is uh, i always felt that when i'm doing sport if i do something else extra it really reduces the pressure so i was always academically also inclined and i was doing sport and luckily in those days schools and colleges were so encouraging we could do both and take as much leave as we needed and that really helped because any time when i was like you know i this i in my own experience i'm like okay i need to do really well this tournament you know and i keep training and i'm just focusing only on that you know for sure i think the pressure builds up so much and your expectation is so high that you sometimes fail yourself so in my uh, in my experience what i've noticed is could be anything see i'm not saying you need to study so it could be pick up a music instrument in fact i think i was reading some other book i don't remember what maybe sharapova was book i was reading and she mentioned the same thing i think in between she started uh, you know losing focus and then she she just started doing something else and even though i didn't know all this those, those days but i actually have i think i've done these things you know keeping at one more different interest other than your 
spot uh, reduces the pressure and as far as expectations go see there is a positive expectation from others around you which uh, which definitely will help you come up you know uh, if you if you surround yourself with the right kind of people and you know what is expected of you and it's in and it's an achievable task you know that's when your confidence uh, develops now suppose uh, you're playing world number 1 and somebody says hey you know archana you're going to beat her tomorrow i mean it's a fact that with these skill levels it will be very difficult to go down to do that so i think having the right kind of expectation setting the right kind of expectations and uh, keeping some other backup and fi- uh, surround yourself with the right people i think that really matters the kind the way it's put across right so uh, one thing i really need to give it to my parents is like they've never said that you know you need we we are taking you to this tournament you need to do this you can do this we've never even spoken about all i think that all that is this generation's uh, uh, technical uh, jargon we we were never spoken like this you know like go play the tournament do whatever best you can and my mom will always tell me this in the end of which she's told me like it's okay if this is over there's always a next time and that she's done it even after my son was born when i've played and i've lost once she said there's always a next time and when i know there may not be a next time but you should see the amount of positivity coming into it so then automatically the pressure drops and as far as when you're playing for your country and all of course expectation if you train well then you can definitely uh, uh, you know fulfill other people's expectations so uh, that's the training matters a lot i think mentally and physically will really keep you prepared so, so yeah what was your own now thought process to handle pressure your own mantra to handle pressure so um yeah so as i said see the first thing would be like definitely my parents did not put any pressure so they were the my primary contact was my parents right and they have uh, not put any pressure like hey you know you need to do this you need to get this i think those i have never ever heard of uh, anything like that in my life and that's exactly what i'm trying to do with my son is encourage him as much as i can and i'm fine if he doesn't you know uh, there's no there's no rule that uh, you have to achieve this you have to achieve that our duty is to give them the facilities so as far as pressure as i said, I used to keep doing an extra thing and uh, keep doing my preparations, and uh, you know, um, automatically when you're doing something else, the pressure comes down, and I think handling the expectations become a lot easier. It's only when uh, what I did find out when you have very very high expectations for your of yourself, which is very important obviously to achieve, right? If they're realistic, I think they really help you go up. But then if they're not so realistic, and then you say, hey, you know, I'm going to do this, you know, parents also need to be aware of this. They say, hey, you know, you're going to be India number. one you need to see where you are first today right so i think having uh, the correct level of expectations and the right positive environment it really brings down yeah. the pressure no having uh, high expectations is all right but we say you know when it really comes to uh, going out to play there shift your focus from high expectation now to your performance that's it so only if only your performance yeah. that so the task is makes you realize your expectations Exactly, and and it's only the task in hand. So what I would usually do is take it a point at a time. So uh, there was one thing which my mom told me, which uh, which which may seem so layman, but you know I really appreciate it. every time when I go out there, whomever because I've beaten a lot of top five hundred players, she'll tell me one thing: just look at that girl. You know, does she have like two hands or four hands? I said she has two. Look at her legs. She said she has two legs. She has two hands. She has the same racket. You know, and when you go out there in a sport like tennis. anything can happen it's that day you know bringing in so she always will say get the best on that day that's the whole thing put your performance and leave the rest to god don't have that you know if i beat this i go here i go there no don't think about all that so i think it's a very layman advice but i think that really helped uh, for me it's as simple as that your your opponent is also as human as you 
absolutely uh, absolutely and the day see in a sport like tennis in in a sport like running and um, you know swimming and all perhaps the speed and all you know it's really very technical it still counts but in a sport like tennis it's it's so many factors you know in these individual racket sports and all it is you how you play on the day how your opponent plays on the day your tactical game their tactical game your technical strokes which are landing you know there's so many things the wind the sun everything uh, matters so yeah Did you have a good sleep? Did you eat properly? So many things count. Absolutely, absolutely, okay. absolutely. Okay. And also, what one thing I'd like to add here is, uh, if with you you don't end up having a good sleep, or you don't end up eating really well, and you you're injured or whatever, uh, in my opinion, please keep it to yourself. I want. countless matches you know uh, with injuries with not having slept enough with just just by the grit that i don't want to lose and then you know so this is like specifically these days kids before they enjoy they like you know my hand is hurt get the spray and i mean you just uh, you just gi- giving out your weakness to the world and who's going to leave you nobody's going to leave you so keep your uh, problems to yourself because i do remember uh, many of my matches were won on days which were not my best so uh, yeah so keep it to yourself and just go with the flow and play and you never know so things can really uh, turn out you need to fake it to make it you know no you can't show it through your body language Never. absolutely Never. body language yeah. is so important yes. very true i mean you cannot show it yes you are listening to the winning it stocks podcast that was the part one of the conversation with archana wingstraman we have a lot more coming for you don't miss the part two